And we're live. Hey, all you crazy sci-fi and fantasy fans. It's time for your daily dose of shenanigans over here at the Blasters and Blades podcast. Just three nerdy veterans geeking out over our science fiction passions and fantastical fantasies. A place where magic is king, the sky is the limit, and space is the place. The podcast that puts the fun in dysfunction. Without further ado, we're going to let our guest, Mr. Darren Drader, uh, introduce himself to our listeners and viewers. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm Darren Drader. I'm... Um author i am also a game designer with over um two decades experience in the uh in the field um i have written for wizards of the coast i've written for paizo uh mongoose um bastion press uh etc etc uh fainting goat is important since that's that's what brought me here um (laughs) and for myself i've also got a, a small publishing company and what is the name of your publishing company Darren Drader Designs. Or Very creative. Nobody can ever get that wrong. It's your name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes it very, very effective. I, I appreciate that. All right. So uh, the next part of the introduction, dear listeners, how we first uh, found them. So uh, as he mentioned, Fainting Go Games with Mike Lafferty, he's been starting to send a lot of uh, game designers our way. Um, just because we're trying to, you know, diversify the kind of interviews we do. And so it's not the same old, same old all the time. And I only know so many authors, people. So, you know, it's got to gotta broaden the horizons. And um, this is, uh, speaking of Fanning Games, this is the producer of the Blaster Bolt e-zine, an electronic magazine, if you will. Um, but before we get started on talking about that that product that brought you here, this is the Blaster Blaze podcast, so we can't let you escape without the religion question. Stargate, Babylon 5, or Battlestar Galactica? Well, I have to say that I think that that, uh, Babylon 5 is probably the best science fiction TV show ever to air. So that being the case, I have to say Babylon 5. However, I am also a huge fan of both versions of Battlestar Galactica. Okay, not as much as Stargate? Um, I watched it. I thought it was okay. It's not my favorite, but I like it. Okay. I learned the hard way with my son where we started watching some of those older shows just because, you know, why not? And I've got the box sets together. And I'm like, I watched this on TV. It's going to be good, even though it said some of it was mature. And I watched the very first episode, season one, Stargate SG-1, full frontal nudity. I'm like, oh. (laughs) And I was talking to my mom. I'm like, I don't remember this on the TV. She's like, that's because they edited this out on the TV version. (laughs) Oops. Mm. (laughs) All right. And because we're polytheistic here at the Blasters and Blades, the Sword of Truth series, Conan, or the Sword of Shannara? Conan. Oh, outstanding. So you weren't a fan of the Terries? Well, um, Sword of Truth, I started reading it, and it just didn't click with the style of fantasy that I like. Um, Sword of Shannara, I don't have anything against. I actually haven't read it. Um, I've okay. heard very good, very good things. I've heard very good things about it. I'd very much like to read it at some point when I get the chance. Um, it sounds really cool and really interesting, and I like the fact that they use, um, you know, North America as uh, or kind of a post-apocalyptic fantasy. North America is their setting, um, but I've been a Conan fan for life. I liked all of them, so I don't know that I, I just. I guess I would be like the triad or whatever, the triumvirate. I don't know. Cause I liked all three, the books mm-hmm. and the shows. I know it's, it's sacrilegious to say you like a TV show based on a book, <clears throat> but I can accept their different properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sort of Shannara series, when you watch the TV version, which ended tragically short, thank you, Fox, the where all good shows go to die. Um, 
they actually that's when i first realized it was set in a post-apoc like uh modern world because they mm -hmm. had the silhouette of like a, a aircraft carrier sort of on its side and nature had overtaken it because mm -hmm. when i read it the first time i didn't remember that i had to go back and reread it to realize that that was the case mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of cool all right and so now we're going to introduce the episode uh we'll be doing a brief interview where we dive into the world of short fiction uh today we have the blaster bolts easing on deck specifically episode 12 where darren's story resides uh, the Blaster Bolts is a new zine that features material from White Star, White Box, science fiction role-playing, and short fiction, which is paired together. Uh, the short fiction that we know and love with never-before-seen game content. So it's a win-win for everybody. And if you only want the game content, the price is still right. And if you only want the short story, again, the price is still right. So, all right, Darren, what is your story in this, uh, in this issue called? It is called Edge of Collapse. That is, a, uh, that is an interesting name. Did you... Did you come up with the name first or after you wrote the story? Uh, I came up with it uh, after, I think. Okay. And um, does this story exist? Well, before we talk about whether it exists in other words, can you give us a synopsis of it without spoilers? Uh, without spoilers. Um, basically, uh, a guy and his crew, um, that's that ship that you just put up, that is the Aisling, that is their ship. Um they are on an archaeological expedition they go to a planet that uh, looks promising to them and uh, all sorts of interesting things happen um, basically uh, they they run into a civilization that they um, that they believe is very primitive and upon further investigation it becomes more interesting to that and there's also broader implications from the story in the rest of the setting. But to touch on those, I would have to be very spoilery. Okay. So what was the inspiration for the short story? So um, basically, Mike asked me if I wanted to write a story um, for, for Blaster Bolts. And then we ended up deciding that the entire uh, issue... Um, issue 12, I believe, is going to be devoted entirely to the setting of, uh, of Reign of Discordia. So when he asked me to write some fiction for it, um, I, you know, thought back to the, uh, uh, the, the novel that I released about a year ago. Um, it actually has the same color, uh, same cover, although for some reason he, he did a 180 on the, uh, <laughs> uh, on the image itself. But, uh, Anyway, I decided that it was a good idea to do a prequel to the novel in the form of the story. Okay. That's good. So I guess that means this exists in a different, um, in a larger universe? Oh, yeah. So could you give us the Reader's Digest version of that universe for people that aren't aware? Okay, so Reign of Discordia basically asks the question, what happens if there is an evil empire and then it fell? And there's nobody there to pick up the pieces and of course the answer is complete chaos um so uh you know we've we've got our um alien species that were um the, you know kind of the um the alpha citizens of this this previous uh, empire and they're they're still pretty prominent but then we also have a number of other species that were uh subjugated when their planets were invaded and things like that and they're they're also going to be present um but like i said reign of discordia is really about the chaos that happens when order falls away 
Okay. So there's there's quite a few. Uh, there's a lot of small wars. There's piracy. There's um, you know crime bosses trying to take over and pretty much if you can if you can imagine it it's it's happening somewhere in the setting okay so we talked before the show and you mentioned that this was in the space opera genre so is the rest of the universe that this story takes place as well um yeah yeah it is um you know i kind of you know i drew from a lot of different uh places for inspiration for rain of discordia um you know star wars is obviously one um Battlestar Galactica to a small extent, um, Babylon Five, um, uh, you know, if you can imagine it, um, you know, Firefly was one of them. So if you can imagine it, I tried to make it so that you can run any a, a mode in those styles of space opera somewhere in the setting. So okay. Um, you know, and, and the main kind of backdrop for where we're at uh, right now with Reign of Discordia is there's a group called Lamagos. They're basically blue-skinned humans. They're, I mean, they're aliens, but um, they look like blue-skinned hu- humans. And uh, they're they're very, they have kind of a, a very totalitarian nature. Um, and uh, and they're kind of warlike. And they were actually aligned with, hum- you know, humans and these other um, species with you know with the empire um by the time we get to where we're at in the story now of course like i said the story story in blaster bolts is a is a prequel um but the lamagos have pretty much become uh the villains because their um their home star is going to be going supernova and they become super aggressive because of that so I'm not sure if that's more information than what you're asking for, but <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. So this is clear. Obviously, we mentioned this is space opera. So what is it about space opera as a genre that appeals to you? Um, well, you know, that's kind of a tough question to answer um, because when I was four years old, I went to Star Wars uh, in the theater, and for me, that was just mind-blowing you know i'd seen episodes of star trek before that when my uncles would watch it and i thought the you know even at that age i thought the effects were not that great and i didn't really understand the stories and that type of thing you know and then you get to um so then four years old i go and i watch star wars and you know lightsabers and giant ships and death star and all stuff and it kind of um you know space opera is uh it's flashy you know, it's a type of science fiction. It can make you think. It doesn't have to make you think. Um, sometimes it's just about straight on adventure. You know, like the kind of adventure movies we used to watch back in the 1980s. You know, that's kind of what space opera is to me. Um, and like I said, some space opera does make you think. You know, Babylon 5, Star Trek, and that's great. And I'm a big fan of those too. Um, but it kind of gives you the chance to imagine other worlds and um, other things that we just don't see here on earth um technology that doesn't exist the ability to go places that we you know that we can't go right now um it's a little bit it's a little bit escapist but it's also a little bit um kind of imagining what our future can be like if we decide to work in that direction so 
Okay. So you mentioned that this is the Reign of Discordia universe. I understand um, this will be aired, obviously, after the Kickstarter episode that they're going to listen to uh, this past Friday, but this will be aired during the window. So if they don't remember that episode, can you give them the, um, the I guess, the quick, fast, and dirty about this Kickstarter and what's going on with it? And we'll link it in the show notes as a reminder for people. Uh, quick, fast, and dirty. Um, well, we are kickstarting the second edition of Reign of Discordia. This is going to be compatible with White Star, um, the White Star role-playing game, and also compatible with 5e. Um, obviously, 5e is the uh, <coughs> excuse me, the 800-pound gorilla in the RPG market these days. And uh, I've been a longtime D&D player so, and designer. So um, for me, it's kind of a natural fit uh, making something that is, is compatible with that. Um, it uh, basically what you get with um, with blaster bolts. It's kind of a snapshot of one world at one particular point in time. Um, what you get with the story is again a, another snapshot of a group of important characters at a previous point in time. And what you get with the with the second edition of the setting is you know I'm giving you the universe. I'm giving you fifty detailed world. Uh, 50 detailed worlds. I'm giving you a space combat system. I'm giving you uh, alien species that you can play um, uh, quite a few of them, actually. Um, equipment, you know, pretty much everything you need to um, to run uh, a space opera setting using these rule sets. And White Star already does use, um, it, it already does have space opera, obviously. That's kind of part of what it is. Um, but there's going to be there's going to be things there for white star people as well in addition to just the setting so the the white star setting is that a d20 d6 only system or is it closer to like swords and wizardry white or star is based it, it's an osr product um old school renaissance and white star is actually based on the white box um which is kind of a um, I, actually, I'm trying to remember what what they actually called it, White Box Essentials or White Box... Anyway, it, they basically took a very early version of D&D and um, used the rules for that for their own product. And then White Star took those rules and made them science fiction. Okay. So it's a lot closer to the original Dungeons & Dragons and so less right. crazy dice that you need. Right. Well, you do need the crazy dice. You need all the crazy okay. dice still. I'm still learning, so so forgive my ignorance. So so basically, um, to 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 summarize the difference here, Five um, E is a more modern system. It's a more complicated system, um, not as complicated as like three uh, third edition was, but Five uh, E still has a fair amount of complexity. And a lot of people just really like going back to an earlier edition and playing that because it plays faster. Okay. Um, you know, you, you literally you, you sit down and you can go through, you know, a full dungeon in in one session. And uh, a lot of people just kind of enjoy how, uh, <coughs> excuse me, how uh, streamlined it is. So for me, it's like, you know, we'll have the, uh, the quick and easy to play version. And then we'll have the more detailed for the hordes and hordes of people who are playing 5e these days version. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to grab something to drink here. I'm sorry. Oh, you are fine. You're fine. So <clears throat> while you're grabbing that drink, since you got your headset on, you can hear me. So we got one fun question for the road because these uh, these uh, short content interviews are intended to be, you know, rather 
quicker uh, episodes. So if you could live in the universe that you created for Reign of Discordia, would you? No way. <laughs> and why not? Without spoilers, obviously. Uh, because, like I said, Reign of Discordia, I think the name says it all. Um, it is a very... Uh, let's just say there's plenty of adventure to be found, and that's why it makes a good setting for a role-playing game. Um, but unless you're extremely lucky, extremely skilled, um, or you've just found a nice, quiet place to settle down, um, your chance of seeing some pretty horrific things and getting killed are pretty high. So <laughs> it's kind of like Star Wars in that respect. You know, Do you really want to live in the Star Wars universe? I wouldn't. <laughs> there's only right, one universe... Cool. There's really only one sci-fi universe I'd want to live in, and that's Star Trek. Yeah, with my luck, if I lived in the Star Wars universe, I'd have been living on Alderaan, and you know what happened there. <laughs> it looked yep. like such a peaceful world. Um, all right, so we promised you a quick interview. So as we wrap this up, Darren, can you tell listeners how they can find you? And as usual, dear listener, links will be in the uh, show notes. Okay, so you will find me on the Kickstarter, as we've discussed already. Um, you can find me on my Twitch channel. Um, I run a 2d20 based um, Fallout game, so it's it's using the 2d20 system by Modifius Entertainment, and the IP is Fallout. Um, we've got uh, nice. 10, 10 episodes down on that. We're actually doing Fallout Pacific Northwest on that one, um, which is where I live. So I've blown up my hometown and surrounding area. Um, so we do that. We also do uh, a Star Trek game, also using the Modifius 2D20 rule set. And then I also do a podcast uh, called RPG with R&D, um, where me and my co-host sit down with other professionals in the gaming industry, sometimes authors, sometimes publishers. <clears throat> and we talk, um, we just, we, we talk. <laughs> there isn't always a, a topic of conversation. We just see where the conversation goes. Um, so there's that. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I also have a Discord channel that you're welcome to join. Um, and uh, if, you, if you're interested in watching those um, game sessions I was talking about, um, I have a YouTube channel as well. Outstanding. Because you mentioned Fallout, one of my favorite franchises. So do you have a favorite faction in the... Uh the northwest um that's an interesting question because they've never hit the northwest um oh i thought that's where you said you set your your campaign i, I did i i said it i said it here because they've never actually touched it which gives me room to play and but there would be I, some overlap wouldn't there i mean some of the organizations you know attempted to spread outward there is some um they have uh I'll tell you who's not there, at least presently in, in the game, and that's the Brotherhood of Steel. Um, the well, NCR, actually, maybe? Mo, mo, yeah, the NCR is not there. Um, the one group that they have actually run into are what's left of a section of Caesar's Legion. Okay. All right. I always like the, uh, the flair of the NCR, but they were not the most effective, despite their cool uniforms. <laughs> And Caesar's Legions was pretty cool, too. So, all right. You can find us, dear listener, on Twitter at twitter.com backslash SF underscore fantasy underscore show. Sierra Foxtrot underscore fantasy underscore show. You can email the show at blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com. Again, blastersandbladespodcast at gmail.com. 
You can join us on Facebook where all the shenanigans happen at facebook.com backslash groups backslash a blasters and blades podcast. Again, backslash groups backslash a blasters and blades podcast. You can find us on our website at anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades blaster or excuse me anchor.fm backslash blasters tack and tack blades where you can also support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can help keep the lights on or you can support the show more directly at buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Hanley. Again, buymeacoffee.com backslash author J.R. Hanley. Be sure to put in the comments section that is for the podcast. And I promise I will keep my co-host Doc Seska and Nick Garber uh, duly overloaded and more literature than they could ever read. Um, But, you know, hey, we've got a dream, right? And a big library is always one of them. So thank you for spending some of your precious time with us. For Nick Garber and JR, uh, and Doc Sesk, I am J.R. Hanley, and this was the Blasters and Blades podcast. We'll be back next week where we'll indulge our love of nerd culture, cheesy jokes, and all things that go boom. <laughs>